How's it going out there, family? You know what time it is. It's your girl, the radical redhead, Cole Phillips, coming to you today for yet another fire. I just need you guys to say that with me. I think when you're listening, just say fire episode of No Ordinary Church Girl, Candid Conversations on Love, Pain, and Everything in Between. Let's get into it. Hey, family, how you been? How you doing? How your mama doing? How your daddy, your sister, and all them other people doing? My kids are driving me crazy, but we're not going to talk about that today because I want to continue the conversation that we've been having about just do it. We are in a season of uncertainty. We are in a season of all types of unknown factors. The political race is still unknown. You know, this whole COVID thing is still unknown. Um, Some of you may be still dealing with job loss, craziness in your relationships. Look, everything is very shaky and crazy, right? But the biggest thing is that you still need to just get out there and do it. And what is that? That means that you need to take control of your life. And today we are going to talk about taking dominion. When you take dominion, that's a whole different dimension of thinking. That's a whole different dimension of being and doing in life. And so it's so important that we have this conversation today because we are in November, guys. Guess what? Uh, and November's about over. Let's just be real. November's about over and we're getting ready to go right into December. And it's the end of the year. 2020 is gone. And so my question to you today is how are you taking control of your life? In other words, taking dominion. And I have a wonderful guest. She's a mother. She's a wife. She's a first lady. She's a life coach. I mean, you name it. This woman's doing it. She's an author. She has a great book out called Take Dominion. Dominion is yours for the taking. And I love having conversations with this woman because she's just a powerhouse all on her own. I'm going to quit talking. Iffy the dominator. Hello, lady. Hi, good morning, the radical redhead. Hey, how you <laughs> been? <laughs> how you been doing, lady? Very well, very well. I'm glad to be here. Yeah, I, I know it's like the last time. So, so family, let me give you a little background about this woman and how we met. So at the time, um, we were at a writer's workshop, I'll call it. It wasn't a writer's retreat. There was a retreat later, but there was a writer's workshop literally like down the street from my home at a cute little coffee shop. I didn't know the woman who was putting it on. I was just, it was referred to me. I was like, I'm going to show up. Why not? And she was in the process of completing her book if he was in, um, it was crazy because you would hear this woman talk and I'm like, man, that's, that's my tribe right there. I know it is. I know it is. We got to connect. We got to connect. And we had an awesome chance to have uh, what I would call, I think it was tea. Wasn't it? If he, what, what, what did we drink? We drank some kind of passion something when we got together. Yeah, we did. We did. <laughs> and we shut it down, y'all. Yeah, they were trying we to close. They were like, get out. <laughs> and we just continued the conversation. And so I'm excited um, to have you here and, and just to continue the conversations that we've had about taking dominion because I feel that's the conversations that we have. And when we talk, that's, that's the vibe that we're in. So tell the people how you got here. How did, how did you get to the place of really understanding what it is to take dominion? Perfect. Thank you so much for that question. So I want to say this, like when I was writing back in 2013, yes, the plan was never to put out a book, <laughs> you know, oh, wow. I was simply writing because I was in pain, you yeah. know, that was the darkest season of my life. Um, not, I never knew that the darkest season of my life will become the brightest season of my life. Mm. That was when I found me, you know, growing up, I grew up in Nigeria, born and raised, um, grew up in a very beautiful family full of love, you know, I knew what a peaceful home looked like. 
And um, I think life began to happen to me in my adult life because nothing traumatic happened to me when I was growing up. You know, I had a wonderful life, thank God. But the first thing that hit me was uh, in 2005 when my sister got involved in an accident that almost claimed her life. Mm. And keep in mind that this sister of mine was the one, she's my only sister, by the way, but she was the one who spoke into my life when I was a teenager. She said, you were going to travel the world and speak. I didn't know what that was. I was like, okay, that sounds great, but how am I going to do that? You know, and so I just kind of knew that she said that about me, but I didn't know how it was going to happen. I had no idea what a prophecy was at the time. So I was like, okay, God, we'll see how this thing goes. So when she had an accident, I remember walking into the, um, the hospital room and I found her almost lifeless. That was the first traumatic experience I had, you know, as an adult. And um, she had broken bones. She had broken limbs. And Mm. thank God she lived through that. But that was very troubling for me because she was almost at the verge of giving up. And thank God she made it through. And two years after that experience, my dad passed. Wow. And my dad was like my, you know, my hero, my best friend. He affirmed me when I was a little girl. Like he told me, you are a leader. He told me how much I managed the house and how proud of me he was. And he just empowered me at such a very young age. So I grew up knowing exactly who I was, that I was going to do great things in life. But then I didn't know that that would come with challenges. So when he passed, that was another hit on my life. I was like, okay, God, this is the first time I'm experiencing, you know, death in a family. You know, when my grandparents uh, passed, I was very young. I didn't even know you know, what happened. I just knew that I stopped seeing them. And I was told that they had been buried. I was like, okay. And I was only five years old at the time. So I didn't quite process that. So my dad's past was the first one that I had to process and deal with. And a year after I got married and came to the United States, I was like, okay, life is about to begin. I'm going to be happy, live, you know, happily ever after. That did not happen. Mm. You know, I ended up in a very abusive, toxic relationship. And it was so bad that I almost lost my sanity. I was like, no way. This is not what I, this is not what I envisioned about my life. And I kept hearing one voice, you know, when all the things was going on in my life, I kept hearing one thing. You were not born to be dominated by any human being. Mm. That was one thing that God kept saying to me, like, you have a choice. You've made a mistake. And all you have to do is own up to your mistake. And one day I said, you know what? I'm going to take my life back. And if I perish, I perish. If I die in the process, that's fine. But at least I'm not going to sit here and do nothing about this. And so that was the day I walked away from the abusive marriage that I was in. And while I was trying to process that part of my life and what I was going through, that was when I began writing. Because I was so angry to the point that I needed a release. I needed to put down what I was feeling because I felt like no one understood what I had gone through. Leaving your family and coming to a new country and thinking that you're going to have a blissful life. And then this happens, right? So I began writing. And I tell people, if you had read the first draft of my book, you would have been so depressed because it was so dark. (laughs) Like, I was just venting. Like, (laughs) I was just, like, pouring it out as raw as it was. But as I began writing, people were coming to me for counsel. Mm. You know, that was a shift for me. And I was like, wait, God, how can you tell me to counsel people when I'm hurting? I'm in pain. Mm. 
But that was when I knew that I had an assignment upon my life because everyone I counseled would come back with a testimony and tell me, oh, my God, thank you so much. You spoke life into me. You helped me pull through. That was when I knew I had something. So I began intentionally write it, not knowing I was going to publish a book still, had no book title. And in 2018, after I got married, Mm because I remarried, and after my wedding, it was about three weeks after my wedding, I was laying down in bed. I wasn't sleeping. I was quite awake, but my eyes were shut. And in that moment, I had an encounter with the Lord, and he showed me a throne. It was a throne in a dark space, and there was a bright light shining from above on the throne. And I was walking toward the throne, and God said, this is the place I've prepared for you. All you have to do is take it. Mm. take dominion it was as clear as day i woke up i'm like i was in tears i'm like god thank you because he said you have 30 days to complete that book i Mm. know you're writing something but you have 30 days to finish that book and release the book oh wow and immediately i told my husband i said this is it i'm going to release this book Mm. because while we were dating and courting i told him i was writing but he never read the book he never asked to read it Mm -hmm. i never showed anyone the book not even my family members and they're all in the book oh wow (laughs) so after that moment that encounter that was when i had a book title that's when i knew that god and to be honest with you when i saw that throne i knew it represented everything about my life to the point that like I allowed that vision take over my life to the point that when I did the photo shoot for the book cover, I told the guy who um, shot the the, uh, the photo, I told him, if there is no throne, there is no photo shoot. Mm. He was like, oh, if you're serious, I'm like, you don't even get it. If there is no throne, I'm not coming. Mm. Like, go find it wherever you can find it. I showed him a picture of what I wanted and he went and found it. And that was how this journey began. Uh, you know and what I, I love think about, about this. this. Go yeah, ahead. Go ahead. Go, no, go ahead. As I think about this, right, a lot of people do not take charge of their life. And that's what I was getting because, ready to say. Exactly. Yeah. They don't take charge because they feel so unworthy. You see, that was what I had to deal with because you've been through a divorce, because you you came out of a broken home, because something happened to you, because you failed at something. And so when we see the throne, when we see God calling us higher, we can't seem to grasp what God is saying. We can't seem to we can't seem to wrap our hands around it because all we can see is the failure, the mistake, yeah. the divorce. Yeah. You know, the barren place. That's all we can see. But God is saying, this belongs to you. And the anchor scripture for the book is found in Genesis chapter 1, verse 26, where he said, let us make man in our own image and let him have dominion. It's an instruction from God. It's not something that Ify came up with. People call me the dominator now. Thank God for that. Mm -hmm. But it was never my idea. This is God's idea for every one of us. I'm a firm believer that you and I have dominion over all things. Because when God created you, he placed within you the power to dominate everything. Now, I want y'all to pay attention to something. You notice I haven't talked in the last probably 10 minutes (laughs) because when I... I had to I had to get you, girl. I, I mean, I, I ain't talked for the last 10. I don't know if y'all noticed. I, I introduced her and she took dominion of Michelle. I just want to. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. But to your point, like that when you t- when you fully take charge of 
yourself and what your purpose is and what God has called you to be in this world, right? That's the type of vibe you should be on. And I want everybody to catch that. Like this woman came in and said, look here. All right, you gave me the mic. Here we go. And let's go. Now, if you got something to say, make sure you get in here and say something. Because if you ain't got nothing to say that's purposeful and powerful, get on out the way because I'm, I'm going. <laughs> but yeah. I say that to say you had some nuggets that, um, whether you realize it or not, that are right in line with what I had marked off um, that were really, that stuck out to me. Wow. And so in page 35 of her book, you all, again, this is Take Dominion. Uh, Dominion is yours for the taking. So Page 35, once again, this is not a selfish game. It's a selfless one. Purpose is like a floodlight yeah. that shines not only on your life, but on everything within its reach. The other thing that I had in here was some people aren't growing in life because they have decided to play safe and you can't afford to live that way. You've got to be reckless about your purpose. People who play it safe don't go far in life. And that goes right into what you said. Like when you were creating the cover for this book, I know what I need. And if you don't get me what I need, I'm not doing it. Plain and simple. I'm not going to settle for, okay, this will do. No, I know what it needs to look like. I know what God showed me. That's what I go for. And you're absolutely right. Most people settle and they settle into what they believe is enough or, or God can't go bigger than this. So they settle into, well, this will do, this will work. And something else that you said that really spoke to me was your personal preferences are limited to the things you prefer and are comfortable with and they should sabotage and they could, excuse me, sabotage your destiny and preferences uh. will always put you in a position of being powerless. I'm, I'm, I'm a firm believer in that because faith requires yeah. you to get outside of your preference. Right. When he tells uh. us lean not on our own understanding, that means that what you think or even if I go into Ephesians where he tells you above all or anything that you could ask uh, or think, right? So you have yeah. your own understanding. You have your own belief system that you think of what God can do. And then he says, okay, now step. And that's the faith move that you have to be willing to make. Because if you want to stay in your preferences, then you will be in a sense powerless to what God can really do when it comes to your purpose. So I, I'm just like, go on, girl. I mean, you, you just you just came in here. She came in here, y'all, like, okay, I'm here. Let's go. And and that's why I gravitate so well. And I know I vibe well with women like yourself because when you know who you are and you're anchored in who you are, we we people. That's that's I say that all the time. Yeah. You you my people because you understand Amen. that it's not about you so much as it's about him uh, and how he how he can yeah. use you, right? Um, talk yeah. a little bit about how you got to a place of being willing to love again, because taking dominion as well in writing in this book, it, uh, it you had to get to a place where you had to take control of the fear of what you experienced in your marriage and be willing to go again. Right. And there's a lot of women out yeah. here who are very afraid of stepping out into that realm again because of what you walked out in terms of abusive relationship, be it physical or be it emotional, or just maybe they went through um, trauma of cheating and they tried their best to keep, you know, the marriage together and it just didn't, it didn't happen. Right. So how did uh, you get to that space of, I'm going to allow this man in and I'm going to allow him to be okay. the head of my home. Cause you're strong. Yeah. Let's, come on now. You, you strong lady, you're strong <laughs> women. We don't, we don't easily let somebody come in and be a leader. Unless you show me you're worthy of, of taking dominion, if you will, of leadership in, in this space. So I'm going to let you go ahead and tell the ladies how you did it. 
I think one of my one of the things that I did was first of all allowing myself to heal, right? Yeah. That was one thing I did. I was a single mom from 2013 up until 2018. Mm-hmm. So five years. And prior to that, prior to that time, the divorce was finally. 2013, but, you know, separation happened in 2012. So technically Mm -hmm. I was by myself for about eight years. And in those moments, I was so focused on restoration that I did not even date, not even a single person Mm. in that entire period. I was so content with where I was. And at some point in that journey, I was like, God, if you never send anyone, I'm good. I will serve you regardless. I will still fulfill purpose. I will still do the things you've asked me to do, regardless of if anyone walks into this or not. Mm -hmm. So I made that decision, you know, while I was going. But then it's funny because I kept seeing wonderful marriages around me. People Mm. kept getting married. Friends kept getting married. And every time I would look at a couple I admired, I'll be like, God, if this is still your will, I'm open. However, if it never happens, I'm still good. Yeah. I had to get there with myself. I had to feel whole and complete by myself. Mm-hmm. Right. And when I felt that wholeness, that was when I could receive what God had in store for me. And I'll tell you what's crazy about meeting my husband. I never wanted to marry a minister, mm. a pastor. That was never, <laughs> he was never in my radar. That I know that I had God on the inside of me. Absolutely. Yes. I knew who I was 100%. Yeah. But I never knew that I would be in ministry like I am right now. Mm -hmm. And I was actually in a prophetic service. This is how it started, right? I was at a service and the man of God was ministering so powerfully, you know, giving people words. People were falling under the Holy Spirit. And I was just still, I was just within myself. Like, God, I'm here. I know I need need a word from you. And as soon as this man of God passed me by, I heard the voice. It says, you are going to marry a man of God. Mm. And it's crazy because I had my mom beside me and I held her hand so tight. After service that day, I went crazy with that word. I was like, mom, I'm going to get married to a man of God. That's it. And she was looking at me like, okay, did anything happen? I said, no, nothing has happened, but I heard a word and I'm going to hold on to this word. Six days later, I met my husband. Mm. Yeah, that's how powerful this whole thing came together. And three months after we met, we were married. Like we came in knowing, yeah, it happened so quickly. It happened fast because I heard the word. I knew that it was God bringing him to me. Mm -hmm. And the funny thing is when you hear his story, he was praying with my picture. He found me on Facebook. We met online. (laughs) <laughs> so he was pl- he was praying over my picture for two weeks before he had the courage and the go-ahead to talk wow. to me. And so that was how the relationship began. So he came in with a mission. I was coming in with a mission. He heard the word. I heard the word. So when we came together, it was like, okay, this is game time. Let's get to it. Because mm. I'm not here to fool around. I'm not here to date you forever. I'm not going to do that. Oh. It's just not what I'm about oh. right now. Like, I have so much going on in my life. Oh. If you want this thing to happen, let's get at it right away. Oh. And from week two, we were talking about marriage. From the week, like, from the second week. When we would go out, we went out with our journals. And we would just journal and write about our marriage and what we wanted to do. And one thing I didn't have in my first marriage was I never went for premarital counsel, never. 
this time around, I told myself, you know what? You're going to do this right, and we're going to go for counseling. I told my husband. He was down with it. We went for five weeks. We completed. And the week after we completed the um, premarital session, mm-hmm. we got married at wow. Providence Church, where I was serving. Wow. <laughs> I wow. served there for seven and a half years. So everything just came together that way. I think because I allowed myself time to heal. Yeah. I did not date. I did not party. People were going out. They were doing their thing. I just was under. I was like, no, this is not what I envisioned about my life. And I need to go figure this out with my maker. Mm. And that was how I found my path back to what I'm doing. And when I look at my life now, I'm actually where I'm supposed to be. Wow. Wow. Now, see, once again, that man even came in taking dominion. Y'all just, y'all both just the same. I mean, talk about equally yoked. Look at there. I love it. I love it. And see, when I'm, as I'm listening to you, and again, um, family, when I sat down with this woman, even when she prays, she prays with precision. She prays with a sense of power that like God gave me this anointing. He gave me this authority to speak this and I'm going to speak it. And I love that whenever I get around individuals that I can just sense and I can see that they know who they are, they know whose they are and they know what they're called to do. I just, a fire lights up in me. And those are the type of people that I would encourage you to seek in your own life. If you don't have a person within your circle or within your sphere of, sphere, excuse me, of influence that, has that sense of, I know who I am and I know what I'm doing and, and that's it, that's all. And anybody who comes in my path trying to tell me differently or you should you should be doing this. I don't know that you should be doing that. Yeah, I'm gonna need you to go over there because that's not, I'm gonna do you like uh, Jesus did Peter. Go on, get behind me because you're in yeah. the way, right? And and you want those people because what they do is they strike within you or, or that fire gets lit within you when you sometimes get around too much chaos, confusion, noise, if you will, that tends to dim what God put in you because you're allowing all of that to, to come into your spirit. And so whenever I get around women like yourself, I always get super excited and I walk away with just a recharge, if you will, which leads me to my point family, something that whether you realized it or not, and, and if he, I would love for you to expound on this as it comes to you and however, and if it doesn't, no worries. But what I was hearing as you have been talking is one, Family, you have to come to a resolve to be free from bondage. If you're going to take dominion, that's the number one thing that you you have to come to a resolve in your mind that you are going to be free from the bondage that's kept you from getting to where God is calling you. The second thing is restoration. Restoration in the areas that require healing for you to be whole. When a home is restored, you don't change the infrastructure. What you do is bring back to life what is already there. So there's things inside of you that God wants to pull out and, and begin to show you, look, this is already within you. Quit looking to the world to give you something that you already have. That's already yours. Mm-hmm. And, but if you are still broken and you're battered, again, you're caught up in the bondage that you haven't been free from, whoever you attach yourself to. And be mindful, I'm using words purposefully, attaching, connecting is different than attaching. When you attach yourself mm-hmm. to someone, you can be a weight. And what you're doing is you're attaching yourself to things that are not of you. And so you have to be whole within yourself. Restoration. The third thing is renew that thing within that God showed you regarding purpose. Think about your driver's license. You know how to drive. 
You got your driver's mm-hmm. license, but you have to get it renewed every year. That means that you have to continually sharpen yourself by the word of God, being fed, making sure that you are doing all that you can do to continue to be strong in what he's called you to do. Because otherwise, it will diminish. And, and as Moses lost his place as a leader with the children of Israel mm. and Jacob was put in charge, it was because he lost sight of what God had called him to do. And so I'm, yeah. I'm encouraging the family today, remember to resolve to be free from bondage, restore in the areas that require healing for you to be whole, not you as a, as a uh, wife, not you as a mother, not you as a friend, not you as a daughter or, or son, husband, what have you. No, you as the individual that God has called before you became all of that. Because again, he called you before you were formed in your mother's womb. Keep that in mind. And then renew. You have to continue to feed yourself. Again, if he told you it's not selfish, it's selfless. If you don't continue to feed your purpose, if you don't continue to sharpen what's inside of you, it will diminish. Your light will go dim. And that's not what God wants. Okay. And so if he, I want to leave the floor to you, what, what would you like to leave with the family? And I definitely love your anchor, um, your anchor scripture for your book, your book. I definitely want you to, to expound on that again, but what would you like to for someone who's struggling with anchoring themselves in purpose, struggling with really truly taking dominion over their life and going after the things that God has shown them with all sense of faith. Yeah. What, how would you, uh, what, what would you say to that individual right now? What I would say is dominion is God designed for your life. You know, it's one of the first set of commandments that God gave man. He said, be fruitful, multiply, replenish, subdue and have dominion. It is something that God has allowed us to have, but simply because you have it doesn't mean that you are exercising it. Think about dominion as your brand new car, right? It's sitting on your driveway. You have the keys in your pocket. Every day you walk around the house talking about how beautiful your car is. Your car is beautiful, all right? But you never know the power behind the wheels until you get into the car and drive it. Mm. to your point, doing it. That is what dominion is like. Dominion is not a passive word. It's a powerful word. It's a word that moves you into action. When I had a head-on collision with this truth that I have dominion over all things, it doesn't matter what you tell me, doesn't matter what you say, because I know that I have dominion over all things, and so do you. When you think about what you have on the inside of you, when you think about the power that's on the inside of you, it's already within your reach. You have it right there. What Cole Phillips and I can do is simply light the fire underneath you. That's all we can do. What you do with that fire when it begins to burn is all up to you. And like she said, if you don't stoke the fire, it's going gonna, it's gonna to burn out. <laughs> there it is. It's going to burn and burn out, right? If you don't do anything about what you already have, it's already within you. You already have it. And when it comes to taking dominion and doing the work, we have a lot of people talking, right? Mm -hmm. They talk about what they have. You know, they're talkers. (laughs) Dominators are doers. They talk and they do. Because talking is only step one. We talk about affirmations every day. Stand in front of a mirror and say this and say that. And we've believed that all we have to do is say it and we will have it. Mm. Well, that's a lie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because you have to. No, that's a lie. Yeah. Because that's not the truth. 
The truth is that you have to work it out. Faith without works is dead. Show me your faith and I'll show you my works. Mm. If you indeed believe that dominion is yours for the taking, you will do something about it. So step one is say what God is saying about your life. Speak the truth. That is only step one. Step one is doing it. Step two is doing it until it becomes a habit. Mm. Doing it consistently until it becomes a habit. Step four is doing it consistently until you forget how to not do it. Mm, I <laughs> now like that's that. dominion. That is. Dominion is <laughs> manifesting the power on the inside of you. It's not enough to tell me I am so and so because you can define yourself however you choose. I yeah. define myself as a dominator, a dominator, someone who takes charge. If you are not in control of your life, you are not dominating. You are being dominated. Mm. There it is. A lot of people walk around and they claim to have this thing on the inside of them, but they are not manifesting. If you're not manifesting your gifts and your talents and what God has placed on the inside of you, then you are not dominated. And in life, it's either you are dominating or you are being dominated. And it should be told, we all have been dominated by something in life. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. As a matter of fact, if I didn't go through what I went through, I don't think I'll be speaking the way I'm speaking right now. The reason why I'm doing what I'm doing right now was because of what happened to me. So it's not about what happens to you. It's what you do with what happened. There it is. Some people go yeah. through divorce and suddenly their life crashes forever. Yeah. They never recover from that. Yeah. It's not about what happens to you. It's what you do about what happened. It's not about what you have. It's what you do with what you have. I hope someone is catching this. It's Ooh. about what you do. If you are not doing anything with the gifts and the talent and the resource and the brain and everything that God has given you, then you are doing yourself a disservice because dominion is active and powerful. If you're not actively doing something with what you have, how in the world are you going to dominate? It's impossible. I hope y'all hear so the passion people, in this woman's voice. And we have people who are talking, but they are not doing. Yeah. You got to be a doer of what you are saying. I am sick and tired of hearing people talking about what they want to do. Yeah. Just go do it. Yeah. Stop talking. Yeah. Talk is cheap, they say, and it's actually cheap. Anyone can say anything. Absolutely. But the real people who manifest and who produce are those that do something about what they say. If indeed you believe in what you say about yourself, you would do something about it. The reason why most people are not doing what they are saying is because they have no faith in what they claim. Because faith is works. If you have faith, you will absolutely take charge of your life. A lot of people are sitting in the passenger seat of your life. You were designed to sit in the driver's seat of your life. Take charge. If you don't control your destiny, someone else will. Something else will. A condition will. Life will. Will take over your life if you choose not to take charge of your life. And I love what you said, sis. You said to resolve. I love that word. That's a strong word. I'm not saying think about it. I'm not saying uh, go see if it works. No, resolve to be above everything that threatens to put you under. 
That is the dominion's mentality. And stop blaming people for where you are. Take charge of your life. Be responsible. Stop casting blame. We could all sit here and talk about our exes and how they, you know, they put up, they put us in compromising situations and whatnot. Yeah. We could do all that all day, but that doesn't help anybody here. You need to be responsible for your actions. You play the part as well. Don't blame yourself, but take responsibility. That's what adults do, and that's what dominators do. They never blame anyone. Because what happens is when you begin to blame people and conditions, you are willingly subjecting yourself to be dominated by that person or that condition. When in fact, you were created to be on top of every situation in your life. So stop the blame game. Let's just stop it already. There's no point blaming anybody. Ooh, I, I hope y'all are catching through, all this. But at the end of the day, you got to release the blame and take responsibility. I hope that you all are getting this. Requires. It's a responsibility. I hope you guys are getting all of this because this woman came in with some fire. That's all I'm going to say. I mean, that's why I'm blowing my mic just like that. <laughs> like she just she laid it all out there when I say it was passionate there was a lot of passion there was a lot of power behind it there was a lot of authority behind it and when she once you get to a place where you are truly confident in who God has called you to be that's what comes out of you plain and simple I, I don't have any other way to say that um if we have a couple of minutes left and I want to make sure that um I give people the family here at Knock Nation to know how to reach out to you, how to find you, how to continue to be um, involved in what you are doing. So please tell them, how can they find you? Absolutely. So I have the Dominators Club on Facebook. It's a private uh, group where you can actually connect and be part of what is happening because I think dominion is a mentality. So when we talk about what we say, we are simply saying, change your mindset. And the thing about your mind is that you can actually change your mind. So the Dominators Club was formed. It's a group of people who are on a personal growth journey, like myself okay. and you. So go ahead and join. And also on Instagram, it's Ify the Dominator. That is my you know handle on Instagram. And also on Facebook, my private um, Facebook page is Effie. Last name is Ikekwa. I have to spell it. It is I-K-E-K-H-U-A. The like page is also the same name, Ikekwa. I got you, girl. Ify, I have so enjoyed having you on the show. I got to tell you, this has been good because it's long overdue. You guys don't even understand. We've been trying to get this done. <laughs> Like, I don't even want to embarrass myself how long. See, she already (laughs) embarrassed me. See, see. (laughs) But no, I'm so grateful that you came on. We definitely got to have you come back when we can do some in-person stuff. Because I know um, when we get in a room together, it's just it's just fire. Like, this is great. But I also know when we get in a room together, it goes even higher. And so I thank you again for coming on the show and just sharing with the family about what you're doing, how you're doing it, how you came to the place. Again, her book is Take Dominion. Dominion is yours for the taking. Um, Again, you know how to find her. Be sure to be on the lookout on Instagram and Facebook. I will be posting all the ways you can connect with Ify. It's very important that you begin to take dominion. So family, again, I appreciate your time. I'm glad you came to listen in to this conversation. I pray that it gives you all that you need to move forward in the weekend. You guys know what I say. May your week 
be far from ordinary. Well, I don't, I didn't even say it right. My, see, I'm all discombobulated with iffy. See, this is your fault. I just want you to know that because I'm so, I'm so like just into the conversation that I can't even do my own little saying. But you guys know, family, you know what it is. But may your Monday, say it with me if you're listening, may your Monday be far from ordinary and your week manifest into God's best. You know, I love you. Be sure to stay connected with us on Facebook and Instagram. No ordinary church girl. Let's continue the conversation, the DMs, the comments. You know, I'm listening. I'm looking and let's keep it going. Love you much. Bye.